fortified candy? <laughs> yes, please. say fortified candy I've always wondered about that and it just represents me to the fullest why can't we have fortified candy I mean honestly um, we have fortified cereal you know it doesn't come with all of those eight essential vitamins and minerals that we dearly enjoy and love Uh, you know you can have your sugar smacks or golden crisp is what it's called now, I guess. Or you can have your Lucky Charms, which I totally prefer. Um, and it's, for all intents and purposes, the little bits of marshmallow have are just candy. It's nothing but straight sugar. But the cereal part, you know, the grain part is fortified. And so, you know, it's like having fortified candy, but... You know, but it's still a cereal, so it's like, eh, well, what if you don't feel like having cereal? What if you just want candy? And so I thought, well, why not fortify the candy? That makes more sense to me. Like, um, and you can get like those nutrition bars, and I'm not talking about like protein bars. That's a different purpose altogether. And those are okay, but they don't taste like candy. Uh, they don't taste <laughs> I'm sorry I've tried uh, several of those type of things and they really they're not that great and they may be packed with protein and other and they might be somewhat nutritious but when you want candy you want candy right so can't you just like spray the iron and the vitamins and whatever else goes into, you know, the fortified uh, cereal mix and just spray that into the candy and just make it kind of, you know, a win-win, like you're getting your candy, but it's also good for you. It's somewhat nutritious. You're not, it's not completely empty calories. And I, you know, a long time ago, I talked to a friend about this and he was like, he's a really smart guy, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, he said, well, you know, the powers that be don't really want to encourage people to, um, eat candy, but I'm like, well, you know, we're going to eat it anyway. And maybe we would eat more of it if it were fortified, but there's a lot of really bad food out there that you can eat that you shouldn't be, but that, um, 
the nutrition experts haven't um, precluded the public um, or advised them not to eat, rather, and that your parents have not precluded you from eating. My parents didn't. They, they couldn't have cared less. But like, you know, parents who care about their kids' nutrition might say, well, you know, you're not going to have this and you can only have that and no candy, but here you can have fruit juice. Well, I mean, that's just like liquid sugar. That's all, you know, that's what pop is. And a lot of fruit juices have so much sugar, they might as well just be pop. So um, I just thought like, you know, this is, I prefer to eat my calories. I prefer candy over pop and um, sweet drinks, uh, except for Gatorade once in a while. But, and so, you know, I just feel like, uh, I like candy, and if it were also nutritious, you know, at some level, uh, you could justify it better. And uh, that's all I'm saying. And that's how I think life should be. Um, You have your fun side of life, and then you have your, you know, get down to business, more serious side and you can marry the two together and have something really good like fortified candy but you know that's just me that's that's what I'm about Mm. sorry I'm having my um my carbonated water combined with a few splashes of the Gatorade that I allow myself I don't allow it's not like I don't like I forbid myself from drinking sweet beverages it's just I prefer like I said I prefer to eat my sugar as opposed to drink it but Gatorade doesn't have that many calories and um uh and it really you know like adds to the water the carbonated water that um if I feel like I want something more than just water I only drink carbonated water I absolutely don't Um, My tap water is well water, so I can't drink that. I would drink city water if we had it, but we don't. And if I have to buy the water that I'm going to drink, you better believe it's going to be carbonated so I can pretend that I'm drinking pop, even though um, it's not. But it gives, you know, the same, you know, kind of pop kind of quality to your drinking pleasure. And that's what I'm all about is like I said, having fun while I'm drinking water, having fun or having fun while I'm eating nutritious foods, like one day, hopefully fortified candy. Um, And I have like, I am very healthy. Like I'm ridiculously healthy. My lab values are all like utterly perfect. I have high, um, um, high-density lipoproteins and low, low low-density lipoproteins, which is what you want. My overall cholesterol is beautiful. It's like 140 or 130-something. It always has been really good. Um, My blood sugar is perfect, even though like one-third of my, a full one-third at least of my diet is uh, sugar. Um, I'm 5'3", and I weigh around 95 pounds. So that helps. 
like, I doubt very much I'm going to get diabetes or anything, but I just would like to say that, yeah, um, that is Fortified Candy represents me as a person and as uh, it represents my taste in food. I'm not a foodie. I mean, who doesn't appreciate good food, right? I mean, I'm not going to take slop over gourmet meals, but I'm not going to cook them because I eat fast and that that will be done. You know, my plate will be licked clean in under 10 minutes. So I'm not going to slave over a hot stove for like an hour to eat like a pig and be done in less than 10 minutes. It's not going to happen. And also, uh, I'm not going to pay for expensive food because... I don't need it. I mean, you're talking to a person here, or listening to a person, <laughs> rather, who is fine with a candy bar for a breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Seriously, I have had a bag of candy at times as a meal. Because that's how you maintain a lower weight. You have to substitute um, your indulgent food item, your indulgence, for the meal. You can't have that and the meal. You have to have one or the other, and that's and that's how I manage. But uh, I'm just going to take a little bite of toast right here. I know that's so rude, right? Um, but I made the toast, and now it's cold, and I'm a little peckish. But um, I'm so sorry. I know it's probably, it sounds terrible, and some people cannot stand um, the sound of chewing. And I, you know, I'll eat on the phone when I'm talking to friends, not to like someone I don't know, but <laughs> that's got to be the rudest thing, right? But like, it doesn't really occur to me because I just, I like it so much. It's like, you know, back in the day when people used to uh, smoke on the phone, get you a nice cup of coffee and a cigarette and sit there and talk to your girlfriend or, you know, your friend or whoever, um, I mean, because, you know, people used to talk a lot on the phone before we had um, mobile phones, cell phones. Mm. So, you know, you had to hunker down for that long conversation and get all, like, prepared for it. And that was a fun thing to do. And so, but I, you know, I don't smoke. I mean, I have in the past, but I, I don't I haven't smoked for decades. But, um. I like to eat at any and all times, um, especially like right before bed, which isn't really a good thing to do, come to find out. It'll give you acid reflux, reflux or non-acidic reflux, as was in my case. But anyway, that's just like probably too much information right now. Um, but... My son cannot stand, my son Rob cannot stand the sound of chewing. Um, so I get it if you're offended. I'm really sorry, but his bedroom is right off the kitchen. And uh, I'm not allowed to eat anything in the kitchen. I mean, it's a kitchen, right? There's even a table in there. <laughs> you could sit down and eat a meal if you wanted to, but... I can't because he will flip out and it sends them, people who have this disease, I think it's pronounced misophonia, 
and they get enraged by the sound of chewing. Um, now, I mean, I don't want to hear someone chewing in my ear either. I mean, who does? But I don't become enraged by it either. Um, but he does. And, you know, like, so obviously no chips, no toast in front of him or near him because he has really good hearing. Um, I think it's pronounced misophonia or misophonia, whatever. Sounds like breathing, yawning, or chewing create a fight or flight response that triggers anger and a desire to escape. Courtesy of health.harvard.edu blog. So, um, I take my meals in my bedroom. I live like a teenager because I can't eat in the kitchen. I mean, I probably really wouldn't want to because... Yeah, I don't know how to say this, but I have 10 cats. <laughs> I just said it. And the cat hair is everywhere. I mean, I clean a lot, but they like to jump on the table. And I'm pretty sure that when we go to bed, they're on the counters and everywhere. And although I clean and clean and clean, I mean, when you have 10 cats, you can never clean enough. There's enough, you can never do enough vacuuming, um, laundering, laundering. Uh, sweeping, wiping down of counters and surfaces. You can't, you know, even your dishes, you'll clean them and then, you know, like hair is so light, it just floats on it. The cat hair especially is particularly light. So I don't, I don't think I really want to eat in there anyway, but it would be nice to like at least be able to chew in there on occasion. So I'm sorry. But anyway... This is all somehow linked to my discussion of my podcast name, Fortified Candy. I mean, it kind of is in a very uh, roundabout and, um, yeah, a very circuitous way. But, you know, let's be honest. Food plays a huge part in all of our lives. But for me, it's mostly about candy. So that's why I chose that for my name. And that is me in the um, little thumbnail thing or whatever you want to call it, the image. Um, and I just, I don't know. I guess it's a dream one day. I, I dream big and uh, I would love to have fortified candy. Like eat uh, my favorite, like one of my favorite candies is like the white chocolate Reese's, especially the seasonal ones like the pumpkins and the Christmas trees, the pink hearts, and then the um, the white eggs at Easter. Those are my favorite, some of my fa very favorite candies. If those could be fortified with eight essential vitamins and minerals, um, wow, my life would, you know, I would actually probably feel good. Not only would I test well in terms of my labs and my heart rate, blood pressure and so on and so forth, but I might actually feel well because um, I feel like crap usually, but aside from that, um, I, I'm i healthy as a horse, so I don't know what to say. Mm. <sighs> Sorry, beverage time. So, but again, thank you. If you've lasted this long, thank you so much. Um, my format, as you've noticed, is very informal. 
I want it to be like a radio broadcast or like live streaming. So and that would result in minimal or zero editing. Um, I'm using, um, what am I using? Uh, whatever. <laughs> How can I not know what I'm using? Oh, I'm such a wreck. I am using Audacity. Thank you very much. Audacity. Uh, and uh, you know what? Um, I know a few things about using it, but I, I am hardly an expert and I seriously have no desire to become one. Um, I, I wouldn't mind having a tutorial. I'm not that lazy. But I am one of those people, I am a um, jack of all trades, master of none. And to, uh, to really get into something that, like that, just would not be up my alley. Now, I mean, over time you learn certain things because unless you're like oblivious and completely resistant to learning, um, you can't help but learn some things. Even if you don't, if, even if you're not trying to learn, it just happens, the brain works that way. But, and so I will get better with it, I suppose. I mean, I've come this far, which isn't very far, but you know, like I said though, it is not my goal to edit and a podcast and perfect it and make it like uh, a lot of the podcasts that are out there. Um, even, you know, like some of the ones that are even on the radio that are actually more podcasts, but like on NPR, well, they'll play things like some of the podcasts that they play on there are um, edited for perfection, to perfection. I'm not that person. I mean, I, I strive for perfection, but I know it's not going to happen. So it all depends on what it is. Um, and unfortunately, editing a podcast does not fall into that perfection wheelhouse. So we're going to do this like a radio broadcast. I love radio. At least I used to back when it was really at its, you know, peak with the uh, all the, the radio hosts and all the comedy and sound bites and the drops and things that were just so hilarious unfortunately I won't have any of that because like I said I'm not going to be that complicated with this but <clears throat> that's what I liked I liked things to be natural and for people to just speak off the cuff and um, that's what I'm aiming for that's what I like and uh, I hope you'll find that entertaining. Hopefully there won't be any, a whole lot of dead air and that um, I'll have uh, interesting things to to uh, launch into and fill up our, our time so that I, I don't have to edit. Because that's really, that's important, I think. That's one of the reasons I decided to do a podcast is I think I have a lot to say. Um, 
I didn't do it because I felt like I should just do it because everyone else is doing it. A lot of people are doing it. I realize that. But a lot of people are doing a lot of things. A lot of people on TikTok, YouTube. And I might film this and do it on YouTube. Um, not sure. But um, for starters, let's just deal with uh, audacity. Um, because uh, it's all I can do to just handle this. Um, although I am a multitasker and eventually we'll get to that point, I think. But then I'll have to do my hair and makeup and make sure I'm not dressed the way I am right now, which is to say I am wearing what I slept in. So my jammies, but then not really p true pajamas, more like loungewear, but like the kind of loungewear that you can't go any, God forbid, you can't really even receive any company in this, what I'm wearing, like practically see-through um, sweat-looking pants that, they're, but they're not sweatpants because you can see through them. Uh, I didn't really realize that when I bought them. So you can, I could never wear them outside of the house. And then I'm wearing an old raggedy t-shirt that's from the aughts, I believe. A friend got it for me and it says cats on the front. It has a bunch of cats. And it says the word cats. And on the back, it shows the back of the cats. And <laughs> that, you know, and so while it's amusing to think about that I'm, that's what I'm wearing, I do like fashion and I would never really want to be in front of a camera in this outfit. And also I would not want to be without makeup. Trust me, you would not want to see me without makeup and with something done with my hair because I have kind of long hair and it hangs in my face. It looks me very messy. Even when I comb it and style it, it looks messy. So you can just imagine what it looks like um, without having anything done to it. it it's completely unsuitable for um, the camera for anyone's eyes. So that might be a thing. But yeah, I just thought, you know, um, this is what I want to do. And in doing this podcast, it's not going to just be about my random ramblings. Uh, although some of it might be, because that's hopefully part of the charm. Because I've, I've spent my life doing these, like, monologues. Like, I've talked to myself. I, I know some of you out there have done that, so don't act like you haven't. But um, these random, like, monologues that you'll... You'll, you'll do while you're driving or while you're cleaning the house or whatever. And you'll, you'll think to yourself, oh my God, I'm like so interesting, right? Like, or, you know, <laughs> in a cheeky way. I don't mean that literally, please. But like, you're like, well, you know, that was a good talk session, if you want to call it that, or that was a good monologue. And shoot, I mean, I'm good enough to be interviewed. Um... For me, I'll never be interviewed because, I mean, why would anyone want to talk to me? I'm not an expert on anything. I mean, unless, unless I commit a crime or something, I'm never going to be interviewed. Uh, so I thought, well, you know, in order to present my material, as it were, I'm going to have to do my own thing. And the podcast came along. 
Um, I don't recall when it was invented. Was it in the aughts or the teens? Or I mean, you know what I mean, like in terms of formally becoming a big thing. And uh, here we are. And I decided to jump in with both feet, I guess, for better or worse. But uh, here are some uh, uh, points of interest that I'll be uh, addressing in future podcasts. Job and career, very important, right? That's a, a huge thing with me. <clears throat> One of the mainstays of my inner dialogues that have actually made themselves known to my cats. My cats, too bad they can't understand a single word I've I've said. Otherwise, they'd be so enriched. Um, I'm just kidding. But I've thought a lot, long and hard, about job and career. Education. Believe it or not, I have two degrees. Um, I have a bachelor's in, of fine arts. Um, my concentration, unfortunately, is or was in uh, photography. And now everyone's a photographer. Um, your cell phone makes you a photographer. You don't even, I don't even own a nice camera anymore if I ever did. I owned like a manual um, 35 millimeter camera back in the day. Um, but now everyone's a photographer and with Photoshop and various other editing um, apps. Uh, you can take a crappy picture and make it, you know, post-worthy, view-worthy, Instagram-worthy. So who needs a photographer? I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, there might be a certain level out there that professional photographers reach that um, the average um, cell phone photographer might not be able to um, attain, but that level, I mean, you know, most people don't care about that. So, mm, there goes that. I mean, I'm glad I got the a, a degree. I just wish I would have gone into something else. And then my other degree is even a bigger joke. I'll get it. I'll, I'll get into that into the future because I don't. I hate. I don't even want to talk about it. It makes me almost like sick just to even say it because it was such a waste. Um, it was a professional degree. I'll say that much. And um, it, it was a huge waste of time and money. Well, not. It's not like I had anything else going on. But I mean, I could have done something else. I mean, in a way, it was kind of a waste of. It was a waste of time, energy, and money, but mostly money. Because let's be honest, I didn't expend a lot of energy uh, in the program. Um, I hardly studied, and so, and I passed. I mean, I, I obtained the degree, but uh, I didn't do that great. And time-wise, it was a three-year program, so um, uh, three years really, you know, in the grand scheme of things, isn't that much. So, I mean, I can't honestly say that um, three years really. And like I said, since I didn't study that much, I actually kind of had a good time. I really didn't work much, even in the summer. I did a little bit of work, 
working. And then I slept a lot and watched a lot of uh, TV, especially cartoons and things like that. So, um, and we'll talk about that too. Like my whole like fascination with animation and then anime as well. Some of it, not all of it. But anyway, so uh, that degree was a complete waste. Um, and so, yeah, we'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk about education for better or worse. Um, I don't think everyone needs to go for higher education. I, you know, there are a lot of people who don't need that. There are some people who should and will need to for what they want. And others shouldn't feel like they need to do it if it doesn't comport with their uh for what they want out of life, if it doesn't comport with um, their uh, job or career um, goals. So we'll get into that. Tutoring, I um, for a couple years, I was actually a reading and writing tutor. And so that's kind of a topic that I never trained to be. Well, I mean, I trained when I had my job, but I my education was not, um, my degrees were not in teaching. So I don't have that background. But you can be a tutor without having an education degree or certificate. I mean, for some tutoring gigs, you can have. You don't have to have um, a cert- certificate. And um, so I tutored for a couple of years during the pandemic, online and in person. And uh, it was a learning experience for me. I don't know if the kids learned, but I learned some things. And I know right now we have a crisis um, that's been brewing that finally is being addressed over kids um, not being able to read. (laughs) Um, When uh, these children would have been readers, uh, I don't know, five, ten years ago without that. I don't, well, I don't know how long this has been going on. I think... This whole problem maybe got started at some point in the 90s. I don't remember how I learned how to read. I don't know if you do either. I mean, who can remember stuff like that? I just feel like I've always known how to read. I was a pretty good reader. Um, I'm not a voracious reader. I'm not one of those crazies who like has to read everything and has like stacks of books and just can't wait to... Um, hunker down or, you know, cozy up with a book. No, I'm not. No, I will read when I'm good and ready. I mean, (laughs) when it comes to books, you know, I mean, I've read some difficult material. It's just that I don't, I I am not like a reader, like definitely not a, a, a book club reader. And I'm not a voracious reader. I'm a voracious candy eater. Hey, that rhymes, right? Okay. Um, hmm. Sorry, that piece of toast was looking too delicious. Um, oh, by the way, you don't need to give up carbs to maintain your weight or to lose weight. I'm a vegetarian too, by the way. I didn't. I never said that, but that's another large reason why I eat a lot of carbs because I don't have anything else to eat. I'm not a vegan, but a vegetarian. And um, yeah, I don't really like fruits or vegetables either. I mean, I will eat them, but not on on the reg and uh so yeah i ate a lot of carbs but anyway um the tutoring crisis i mean the the reading crisis now for uh kids i uh tutored 
from like first grade. Uh, kids' uh, grades ranged from first to about 11th grade, I want to say. And like I said, I did it online and I also did it in person. Uh, in uh, with at a couple schools um, in Detroit. I live uh, in a suburb of Detroit. And I even tutored at a Catholic school. So it's across the board. There are kids who are um, somehow not learning. And, you know, not everything is uh, has to do with the way they're teaching the kids how to read, which is the crux of the problem, by the way. Some kids really do have um, uh, emotional or... Um, intellectual issues that interfere with their uh, the reading ability or their um, the ease with which they learn to read and some kids have I've noted they have ADHD or they are um, they have other issues some some are behavioral some kids just aren't really mature enough to settle down and um, um, get with the program literally they just you know especially kind of more with the boys, which is understandable, I think. And, you know, they just can't sit still long enough to pay attention. Give them time. They will turn into readers, but don't get all hysterical and bent out of shape over it, but just, you know, uh, kind of accept the fact that some kids are going to have those issues. And dyslexia, too, is is an issue that... um, impedes kids' progress. Everyone knows that. Um, But the program that I used when I was tutoring, that I was taught uh, when I joined, um, when I was hired at uh, the company I worked at, um, it was a phonics program. Uh, I think a pretty good one. And it was very, it was more of a uh, hands-on type of program. And it addressed, it was it helped kids, specifically those kids with dyslexia. It would be the program you would use. But um, these kids, you know, by the time they started receiving tutoring assistance, it was probably too late for a lot of them. Um, They would still have a, you know, a long road to hoe uh, because they were not taught in school um, how to... uh, the best using best methods for tutoring. I mean, for reading. And that's a shame. Obviously, that is horrible. And they're starting to come around, I think. But, uh, yeah. It's taken a while. And it's this has been going on for, I think, at least a couple decades, if not longer. So, um... I did my part. It wasn't really, it turned out it really wasn't my thing, but I, like I said, I find the, um, I liked tutoring. I liked helping kids. I didn't want to be a teacher though, but the whole reading thing, I find that topic interesting because, um, of its best effect on people, the breadth and depth of the effect of, um, the inability to read well. Um, it's a serious thing. And I mean, let's not even, we're, we're talking phonics, basic ability to read a word. 
let's not even and then beyond that you know we have comprehension too which is kind of to me a, a, a separate thing um interestingly uh, people with dyslexia the kids generally are better at uh uh reading comprehension than their counterparts that don't who don't have dyslexia i mean the this dyslexics dyslexic kids perform very well in terms of reading comprehension um, that's what I learned anyway, and that's what I kind of experienced in my tutoring. So that is very good because really, what is reading? It's about, you know, understanding, comprehending the written word. I mean, you don't just read for, you know, for the sake of reading, for just reading words in the abstract. I mean, they, they carry meaning, so that's important too, obviously. But you have to start with the basics and you have to be able to know the word you're reading. And that's where phonics comes in. So that is something that's uh, an interesting topic to me. Hopefully you might find that. Like even if you're not into that, if you don't have kids, you know, your kids read perfectly fine. I don't know, just um, it's it's like uh, a topic of interest that kind of actually really does affect all of us. Um I was more of a natural reader. It doesn't mean I was a perfect reader, but that's why I don't really remember how I learned how to read. And that's why um, maybe I'm just, I don't know. I'm so curious about it because I guess I don't understand why it should be that difficult. But hopefully now it'll it'll get back to being more of the norm that kids don't have issues. Um, another thing, uh, another major topic for discussion during um, my podcasts will be cats. Like I said, I have 10 cats. Um, I rescue cats. It's not like I went, honestly, I just hang <laughs> go to the shelter or some pet store and go, yeah, I would like to have 10 cats, please. Um, no. These are failures. These are foster failures, I guess. Like, I want to say four or five of my cats are feral. Uh, Note to self, a note to any of you out there who might be trying to deal with a feral cat. (sighs) They don't make good pet. I mean, they don't come around usually. You'll know. You'll know. You'll be able to tell when a kitten or a cat you've rescued is coming around. And if they don't come around, like, I don't know, pretty soon, like within a month, I would say, they're not going to. And so I had these feral cats and I rescued them when they were kittens. And then um, lo and behold, uh, I had to keep them. They never came around to me, even though I tried with them tried to socialize. So I'm not probably not the best person. I'm not the most socially adept person, but you know, my other cats aren't that bad. And I couldn't release them though because they weren't from where I lived. I took them in for as a favor for someone else. And apparently feral cats are they're not like skunks and raccoons that you can relocate. You can't just like let them go anywhere. Because they're not really wild animals, although these ones are kind of. No, they don't bite. 
they don't attack. They're just incredibly afraid. And they look at me like I'm an alien. Like it's almost like it's the first time they've ever looked at me. That's how they look at me. Like they've never seen me before. Like if they're eight or nine years old even. And they look at me like they've never seen a human being before. So we'll be talking about my cats. Um, and they're not all feral, like I said, but they're all kind of like rescue-like cats. So let's just say that they're not exactly, I don't know. They're okay. I've had better. I've had a lot of cats in my life. I miss them all. But the ones I currently have are, they're okay. <laughs> not exactly lab cats. Well, I don't need that. I just need a cat that's not like half wild, even if they're not wild, but still they're just so unpredictable that they could end accidentally kill you. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, forget it. No, I don't really mean that literally, but let's just say I've been scratched and bitten a lot in my life. And it's almost humorous to me. It doesn't hurt that much. It's not like, you know, like a, a big dog that would do that. It's not like a, a dog mauling. Cats don't really maul you. They just like lash out at you. But that's what I'm faced with right now. Um, cats, that, eh, they're, sometimes they're nice and sometimes like they couldn't care less that, whether you're alive or dead. So, mm-hmm. so there's that. And then how about mental health? Yeah, that's a big one. We all have mental health issues. Um, some less than others, some way more than others. You know, the existential crisis where you're not really sure what it all means or if there's any meaning. <clears throat> I mean, I know what it means. I know what it all means, and we'll get into that. It doesn't mean, though, that I'm thrilled with my life or anything. Trust me, I'm not. Um... Most of the time, I'm not. And, but you have to cope, right? At least until you die, you have no choice in the matter. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, you have to do something about it. You have to figure out how to handle it. So, ugh, I hate talking about that, but it's something we'll ultimately address. And then there's also, like a, I've touched on earlier... Physical health and diet. Um, like I said, I'm not very tall. I'm 5'3", but I'm also not very weighty either. 95 pounds, give or take. And also um, healthy as a horse. And there is a method to my madness, despite the fact that I want fortified candy to be a thing. Um, I am not kidding. Uh, this may not work for everyone, because it only works for people, I think, who are addicted to sugar. But, now, for example, I'm a vegetarian, like I said, so it's easy for me to, like, I'm taking, like, a whole third of, you know, everyday foods out of my diet like uh, meat what I do for protein is um, peanut butter and sometimes cheese I don't really like cheese that much I do like peanut butter um, 
Oh, yogurt. I, I love yogurt, but only the, the flips, the kind that have um, like candy in them. <laughs> it's so good. Even the yogurt part is sufficiently tart yet sweet that it you feel like you're eating. All, it's almost like pudding, but um, it's really good. It's like a dessert yogurt, if, if, if you can call it, if you can say that. If you can call yogurt a dessert, which this really is, you might as well be eating pudding or something just as flavorful because it's that good. So I eat a lot of that for protein. And I'll have like milk, like on cereal or in my coffee or whatever, but that's pretty much it. And I mean, I'm not dying. Like I said, all my labs are perfect. Um, and so I, I, I feel like I've, I've latched onto something. I really do. Um, also, by the way, I don't exercise in the traditional sense. I, uh, I do a lot of housework because like I said, I have the 10 cats and I don't want um, the cops coming because someone claims that I'm like a filthy, you know, cat hoarder or something and they come in and my house is a dump and they rescue all my cats. So <laughs> no, we're not going to have that. Not on my watch. So I keep a clean house very clean. Uh, it's so, you know, it's, it's physically demanding. It really is. It's like working out. And I feel like I'm too, I I hate saying this axiom or this maxim or saying, whatever you want to call it, this killing two birds with one stone. Cause I love birds. Okay. But (laughs) that fits the bill. I hate to say it pun intended, by the way, bill cause duck bill. Anyway, um, I do that. I, uh, all my exercise, um, all my cleaning cleans, and but then I get the physical benefits of all of that exertion, and I don't have to work out. So I, um, I'm against um, paying for exercising by nature. I will not join a gym. I'm not going to pay someone so that I can suffer. It doesn't, that completely is anathema to me. That, no. I mean, it's bad enough that you have to work out, let alone um, having to pay for it, for the pain. It's like when you go to college and you're paying for the pain of attending a class. I mean, that's incredibly painful. I'm not going to do that. So I get my exercise through house cleaning um, and grocery shopping. I go to the, you know, like a giant box store. I go to Meyer out here in Michigan. Um, it's one of the bigger ones along with Walmart too. But I, I usually go to Meyer. It's big. And I walk around that thing like two or three times in one, uh, one shop. And um, it gets the job done, I'll tell you. And so I, 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 I do not lack, uh, there's... Uh, for extra, for uh, there's no lack in exercise on my part. It's just not your typical, you know, calisthenics, or it's not your aerobics or spinning or whatever you know thing that is. I don't go for walks because whenever I do that, um, 
what happens is I start ruminating because you can't, you know, you're walking, right? I don't have a dog to walk. That would be more fun. And eventually I will get a dog. It'll be a ginormous um, Newfoundland dog, uh, Landseer, which is black and white, by the way. But I digress again. <laughs> but uh, I ruminate when I walk. And I used to go to um, like our local parks here and go for long walks, hour to hour and a half long. And I'd come out of those walks, like just enraged, like Rob and his misophonia, just like all bent out of shape because I, I things just start to bubble up in my brain and then they affect my mood. And I'm like, no, this is not enjoyable. I can't stop ruminating about past injustices and you know dumb decisions I've made I can't deal with this so I, I stopped going for walks and I don't really I'm not very social I'm a huge introvert so that doesn't really appeal but anyway um, but that is definitely uh, a uh, that'll definitely be a, a hot topic for the Fortified Candy Podcast. Um, but you know, why did I decide to podcast? Like I told you, you know, like I had all these monologues and these inner and outer monologues going on. But I just want to say to you, you know, why not me? Why not me? And for that matter, why not you? If it's something you want to do, I mean, you can go for it. I don't see why not. Um, it's not that hard to get set up. The microphone and the headphones were together around a hundred bucks and you probably already have a laptop. Um, so I, you know, uh, Audacity's free. You just use your brain, that's it. Very easy. Um, I mean, like I said, you know, this is more of a freewheeling kind of um, format, but if, you know, you can edit as much as you want, make it sound more professional. Um, but hey, it's out there. It's for all of us to uh, partake in, and uh, the technology is there for all of us to utilize, and that's a great thing. So, why not me? Why not you? To quote Hollow Notes. Do what you want to do, but be what you are. Um, from the titular song, do what you want, be what you are. I think be what you are. I would have said be who you are. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. It's definitely... Uh, something that I think I think this is one of the things that I should have done that I should be doing in my life there are other things too like I started writing a book but I've, I'm only like a fifth of the way through if a, a book is a minimum of 50,000 words um, well I've got 10 well a little over 10,000 okay so that's not that much and I've been working on this for several years not every year, by the way. Um, I've had this idea. It's a work of fiction. And I've had the, the idea since the aughts. So I'm like, 
freaking write it already. Or, you know, I will eventually get it done. I mean, I'm not a writer either. I just have the one book in mind. Had the one idea, sounded good to me. And I started writing it and I thought, you know, this is actually kind of interesting that I would read this book. I can honestly say I would read this book. Um, and if I can say that, then I, I think it's worth writing because I'm not a big reader, like I told you, like an avid reader, which is what the powers that be want to turn our little kids into, which is great. But you have to actually work your way into that category. You just don't show up into it. Anyway, um, I've tried that. So I, I hopefully will eventually complete the book. And I have some other things I want to do. Like I'm mostly an artistic kind of person, but job-wise, and I've had a lot of jobs. And ugh. Um, right now I'm on kind of a little break from a job I currently have. It's, it's an unskilled job, but it's actually probably the best job I've ever had because it requires so little. I mean, that's where I'm coming from. Because it's more of a workaday job that low skill, um, it's not a career job. At least in my mind, it's not. Um, it's a kind of job that, you know, if I have to have a lower end job, I don't want it to be demanding. I don't want it to take away from the other stuff that I want to do to infringe on that, you know, to zap my energy, to occupy my mind space. I don't want that. I want a job that helps me to get by in life financially, and that's about it. And one that doesn't demand too much of me mentally or emotionally. And this is it. And I'll get into that later. But right now, what happened was we're on a temporary, hopefully just a temporary layoff uh, because the things, uh, I do a type of testing on um, these objects. <laughs> That's very descriptive, right? And they have to, um, these items have to be upgraded or, you know, test, or the software has to be upgraded and the hardware maybe has to be uh, dealt with it too at some level. So, you know, not able to do the job. And so uh, I'm on a brief uh, since, well, for for about five, six days, I haven't worked on the days that I usually work six days a week. So that's quite a bit of, of work. Uh, that's quite a bit for a work week, but hopefully it won't last too long because I really do found the job, the one low end job that I actually don't hate. And it's kind of, uh, come to a, a little bit of an end, hopefully just temporarily. Like I said, I mean, I only started it in April and I'm only starting to like kind of get into the, um, you know, get really acclimated, get into the groove of the job. And then here we are getting laid off. So, but yeah, um, that's what I do. But I have other like more artis artistic kinds of projects on the back burner. Um, but it just seems to me that podcasting was the one thing that I could just really get off the ground with the least amount of distress. You know, that writing that book, oh God, 
Like I said, I am not an author or a writer. I just want to get the one book out of my system and see what happens. Um, and just, you know, let it go after that. Uh, yeah, jobs are... Uh, uh, we always come back to jobs, don't we? I've had a lot of crappy jobs, along with a few so-so ones. Um, and, uh, but this one, latest one, is like, okay, you know. So hopefully I'll get back to it. Um, and, well, you know, the time has really escaped. I want my podcast to last about an hour. It's almost been, it's been, well, it's almost an, an hour, I think. Let me check Audacity. And I haven't shut up, really. Oh, my God. It really totally has been... Oh, my God. It's like almost 57 minutes. I never knew I could really talk that long nonstop. But come to find out. I'm quite the blabbermouth, especially for an introvert. Like, I can talk to one other person... Um, I can be this engaged with one other person. Beyond that, I really can't. It, it's too much. It's too overwhelming or it's like too much work. But apparently I can talk to myself all day long. So that's really kind of bizarre. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, like introverts are good with one-on-one. Apparently one-on-one -on -one if the other one is yourself. And for a microphone. An imaginary audience. And beyond that, we're just like, it zaps the energy. But I don't think this will zap my energy because I haven't had to respond to another person, which is um, not that it's a bad thing. Of course you have to do that. But it's, uh, it requires a certain amount of energy that not everyone, that introverts tend to find um, uh, that they tend to... Um, run out of the energy to really carry that on for, you know, ad nauseum. Whereas apparently extroverts, they get energized by that, but I find it completely energy zapping. So, but you know what? It's, it's time to go. I can't believe it. Wow. I thought it would lack. I thought it would be lacking my first time here but apparently like I said I'm just a blabbermouth you know left to my own devices so for better or worse this is it um the first fortified candy podcast uh it's something anyway I don't yet know what quite what that something is but something's better than nothing right um Something's better than nothing. Words to live by. So, uh, thank you so much for showing up. And I hope to see you later. Okay? So, see you later. Bye.